It is the Brotherly Love Podcast. God damn it, this sucks. How's that for a start? Joe O'Donnell, John Mita, the Eagles lost the Super Bowl. They blew it. They had it. And our beloved franchise still has just one title, John Mita. How the hell are you doing? Uh, Take as much time as you need. What are your emotions? Just devastated, buddy. Devastated. Just hate having this feeling. You know, it's crazy. I was emotionally wound up. Like, this was the second – this second week was the longest week in pretty much my 43-year life history. I mean, it just felt like like three months. Like, it was so long, and I'm watching hype videos, and I'm getting all fired up, and I can't sleep at night. Then the day's here. I'm all wound up like a like a bowl of yarn. And uh, – I, I just needed stuff to keep me busy. I took like a 20-mile bike ride, had, had a Bloody Mary and Maniac just to ease it. And then the games come, and then the nerves rack in, and and then you're in it, right? And you're in it, and, and you get off to this pretty good start. Nothing was cashed in, and then it's like, you know, not to make another political re- reference, but it's like, you know, a hot air balloon, you know, going down. It was like the Zeppelin, man. It's just like, it just sucks. It sucks because this was one of the most, you, you look back and you say, you know, are we ever going to have another great opportunity like this? It took us five years to get back to this very stage, to this very moment. And we, we, we just let it get away from us. And that, the thing is this, like, and, I, and this is what I've told people. Listen, I would have rather have lost by like 30 to 40 points. I would have rather got boat raced, absolutely annihilated. And you'd be like, wow, the Chiefs are really that good. And we're just not good enough. And you'd be able to accept it in some way. I guess none of us are ever going to be able to accept this. Yep. this. This one hurts. This is like, you know, the way the second half was going, it was like paper cuts by a thousand, you know, a thousand cuts, you know, just like just gutting you like a, like a fish. I mean, just like terrible. And, and and the quarterback plays one of the best games that you could ever ask for, knowing yep. that at the biggest stage, and you're just, you're just wanting it for him to just have that moment, something that all the doubters and the haters on him, and is he the guy? Is he not good enough? He can't do this. He can't do that. You know, it was like Jason Kelsey's speech in 17. They said this guy can't catch. He said he's too old. He said he can't. Like, it was just a huge culmination, all that for Jalen Hurts, and he played so well. And and the defense just let us down completely. Just let us down. And that goes from from players um, to, to, to the coaching staff. First and foremost, I just want to thank the Philadelphia Eagles for giving us one of the most memorable seasons that I could ever ask for, you know, Every game that I went to that I attended in the stadium, they won. So that made for some great ride homes for me and great weeks of my life this year. So I want to thank them for that. And, you know, they'll always be huge. You know, we'll always just remember this team. And now they have so many questions. It's, you know, it's just, man, I don't know. I don't know. Are you angry? Are you Sad. Yeah, I mean, Are yeah, you I mean, I'm miserable. Like well, right I'm, now, what do you? My feel? my emotions. 
you know, it's it's funny. Marissa told me I'm handling this pretty well, which, you know, I don't know how to take that. Usually I'm a psychopath, <laughs> you know? Well, but, here's the thing, John Mita. It's not, it's not week seven. It's not week 12. Right. It's yeah. not the wild card round. Yeah. Like, and I, I told you this the other day on the phone, like, what do we have right now sports-wise? What do we have? Nothing. The Sixers wow. are playing out a basically largely – um, meaningless regular season. They're going to make the playoffs. They're right. not going to be the one seed. Right. You know who knows where they go. The Flyers right. are a grease fire. Villanova hoops is in the tank for a season or whatever yeah. by their standards. Right. Like it's just you know sure. Can you get excited about spring training to some extent? Yeah. But then you got a hundred sixty-two game slog of a regular season because now our expectations are the fills are through the roof. Exactly. Like, it and sucks, just, man. Like, and just no, get to and, the playoffs. And, and that's why yeah. I love the NFL so much. Not even like – say the Eagles weren't even the Super Bowl. Say it was the – I don't know, the Lions and the whoever. Pick, you know, the Colts. Like, at least, like, you still get excited to watch the NFL playoffs. You get all the way through it. And right. it's like, ah, oh, there's still that void. Like, there's always a void when the NFL season's over. That's my point. But this yeah. one – this one feels really hollow, man. I don't know. Yeah. I don't it's- know. It's very numbing. The feeling is just yeah. That's a good way to put it. And he, and here's the deal. Like the last, I tried to play a cool Monday when I went in, you know, to the ring yeah, with sure. a hockey game. You know, I got a job to do. Right. But like, as people have been asking me, like, "Hey, man, how you doing?" Like, I've literally just looked at them and been like, "Terrible." <laughs> like, you can't think about it. how many times a day. Okay, yeah. I want everybody that listens, yeah, all yeah. seven people of this podcast, to think about this. <laughs> think about how many times a day, just mm-hmm. in life, somebody says to you, how you doing? Hey, yeah. hey, John, what's up? Hey, John, you good? Yeah. Hey, how's your day? Hey, what have you been up? Like, and you, and you, I would say 99% of the time, when you ask a random person, you ask a buddy, a colleague, a coworker, a family member, the answer is always good. Yeah, I'm pretty good. Or I'm good. Oh, I'm great. You don't ever get... I hate myself <laughs> or today sucks. Right. Well, or, this is terrible. <laughs> and I've literally been answering the last couple of days. I'm just like, somebody's like, Hey Joe, how you doing today? I was like, miserable. I looked yeah. right in the eye. I said, miserable. Yeah. Like, you, know, you, you don't you, usually you, get that answer from people. I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I'm just going to go for it. Right. <laughs> Cause at this point who cares and who, whatever, but it kind of reminds me, um, you know, I recently attended a funeral of a good friend of mine. And the priest was a little rogue. And he comes out and he says, anybody tells you this is a good thing and this person died, they're moving on to a better place. Well, I want to let you know, this sucks. It's not better. You're not supposed to feel better. Like, and this priest just goes off. And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, where in the hell did they get this guy from? Like, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's somewhat how we feel, but kind of laying up a little bit. But anybody to tell you to lay up after a loss like this, it's like, no, it does suck. It's gonna hurt. It's 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 gonna be with us, man. Forever. I, if forever. I mean, there's certain games I think that you've seen and you're like, oh, like, but just to be so close and listen, there's some extenuating circumstances. You know, the referees made a crucial call late that that cost them the game. No, but it certainly did them. Didn't it? It took away all possibility. Yeah of having this great theater, this last second, can Jalen Hurts drive his football team down, perhaps kick a game-tying field goal, or perhaps get down and win it. 
which would have been epic, which would have been the storybook ending that millions of Eagles fans were completely robbed of. Yeah. Completely robbed of. You know what, John Mina? Let's table uh, this for yeah. another podcast, but I want you and I to put together yeah. maybe the top three or top five what-if scenarios in Philly sports history. And number one is mm-hmm. going to be what if that flag doesn't come out. Yeah. You know, right? Because yeah. we'll never know. We yeah. all think that Hurts would have gone down and gotten the three yeah. or gotten the seven and gotten well, the, the win. Hey, let, me, let me give you the second one. Here, here's the second one real quick. The second would be, what if Rondé Parber does not intercept McNabb and run it back for a touchdown? Do the Eagles then beat Tampa Bay in the last game of the event, and then they go on to meet the Raiders and probably boat race them? Well, weren't they down 10 at that point? I don't know. But I think they were pro- down 10. All right. All right. But I'm with you. That's, <laughs> that was what I will, I will consider that. All right. But we, need, we need to come up. We need to sit down, you and I, okay. separately. Yeah, yeah. Put some time. I think it'd be a fun topic someday because listen, there's plenty yeah. of them. You know, yeah. what if Kawhi Leonard's shot doesn't drop? Game oh, seven. God. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like in our last five years, we yeah. have some great ones. And probably the yesteryear's generation would here's have plenty an, more. Here's another one, a favorite one of mine. What if Ben Simmons could hit a foul shot? I'm just kidding. Anyway, <laughs> we'll move on. <laughs> um, so, all right. Well, let's get into the game. Sorry. Uh, I yeah. think everybody's feeling the same way, way we yeah. are, right? Like either some form of misery, some form yeah. of disappointment, dejection, sadness. That's it. Uh, it's like losing a loved one. I mean, my kids are I mean, devastated. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's a little strong, but it's it's uh, kind of got that feeling, you and, know? And, yeah, it's where you can't shake it, right? Like right. something's wrong. Like you wake up in the morning, something's off. You go to bed at night, something's off, right? right. That's how that's you it. feel when you have some form of legit tragedy in your life or something's up, somebody's sick in your family or whatever. Like you can't shake it. Nope. And that's how I feel right now. And I don't think it will go away until the Eagles win a Super Bowl again. And still, even then, we'll be like, man, should have had another one, right? Um, but, yeah, it's just – it's going to be tough, man. It was right there for him. All right. Uh, we got a couple things we want to hit on here yeah. on the Brotherly Love podcast. We know everybody's feeling the same way. Angelo Cataldi the other day was taking phone calls from people, asking them for, like, stories about their kids crying and stuff. Like, yeah. I, I – I saw, I like, firsthand, I witnessed devastation of a younger generation, you know? And right. it was almost like all I could say to the kids was, like, listen, this is, this is it, man. This is Philly sports. Like, this is sports, you know? Yeah. You know, if you don't – if they don't want to go through that, I, you know what, honestly, it, it felt so painful at the time, and, and that night and the next day, like, I wouldn't put them through it. Yeah. You know? They, they're Philly sports fans because of Karen and I. Yeah, you know, they weren't born there. Like, but but like that's why we're sports fans passed down from our parents, right? Like, right. so. But ultimately, if they decided they want a different path, I can't, I can't judge them or hold that against them now because I just saw how painful it was for everybody, everybody yeah. in Delaware Valley and beyond, wherever you were watching, or you know, uh, the, tra- the whole Kelsey situation with his mom on the field. I don't know if you saw any of those clips. Like, yeah how upset some of these players were, dude. Like, it was – they know what a missed opportunity was. And these guys put their entire lives into winning the Super Bowl. That's it. You know, and so many fans – like, I, all right, so real quick. I know we're getting off topic here again. I'm sorry, but this is hopefully going to be somewhat therapeutic. Good, but, like, we got time. We got time. Sunday morning, Anthony Gargano's show, right? Uh-huh. I put him on because I think WIP had, like, a national betting show. Oh, no, it was Sunny Hill. Sunny Hill. Put oh, God. Oh, my God. So I put Tell on the cuts. 
put right? on anything on but that Sunday. damn wretched show. This is on yeah. Sunday, and it worked yeah. out great, dude. Yeah. He put me in such a good mood. Right. It was the most unprofessional hour right. of radio I've ever no. listened to. He was right. open to it. But he, he had, was just bringing regular yes, people on. Yes. Yeah, I, Jimmy, I from, Jimmy from Chester. And uh, he's yeah. telling the story about he's got, you know, the tomato pie. And I want to watch yeah. with my dad or my yeah. my uncle passed. And I'm wearing his T-shirt. And yeah. Eagles chants left and right, dude. And it just got me like, man, what – not a culture, but like just what a fan base we have. Yeah, People don't understand. They want to hate – they can hate all they want. Exactly. One of the most they don't special understand. in the world. Yeah. They don't understand. Yeah. And if no. they did, if they did, they'd be kinder to just chirping the shit out of us all the time. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. They don't have it, so they hate it. And that's no. fine. I get it. No. I get it. But, you know, it's just so uplifting listening to all these people. Like, you could almost cry listening to the pregame show because of how excited people were, how confident they were. Oh, dude. How happy they were. Oh, dude. You know? I mean, and then two days later, or the day later, Taldy's taking calls like, basically, tell me your sob story. Yeah. You know? Rhea Hughes is saying she had apologized to her kids for her behavior. You know, like, yeah. it's just – and it all turned into half of football, man. You FaceTime me at halftime. I took another FaceTime at halftime for yeah. my crew. Yeah. And all I said, one more half. That's just it. one more half. And That's they couldn't it. do it. They couldn't do it. They couldn't That's get it done. So let's That's get to it. And I'm going to call out my, my brother. Chris yeah, you're not happy. Yeah. He sends me the text. You know, Mahomes' ankle gets rolled up. He's like, well, there's the game. I go, you effing jinx, you. <laughs> I said, if you cost us this game, I will never speak to you again. And I was so mad. Like, you know, I was yeah. just like, because let me tell you something. I, I, I bet sports gamble. Let's say I didn't win anything. Okay, we yeah. haven't been a great sports gambler in my career, but I've been around people. We bet, you know, and everyone's like, "Oh, this game's over." And let me tell you something: there is no game that is ever over. Case in point was the 2017, okay, Super Bowl with the Eagles and the Patriots. Tom Brady hangs that miracle hail mary in the air. Yeah. That ball, we were in that end zone, that side of the field. It felt like it took 35 to 45 yeah. seconds to get to the ground. It was it was bobbled. Yeah. 35 times i was just waiting for somebody to just lay out and make some crazy catch and end our dream and it didn't happen and thank yeah. god so from that moment i've seen buzzer beaters take me out like i, I just well uh, the eagles were up 12 points at halftime too by the way yeah exactly and right. teams now in super bowls up double digits at halftime are 26 and two and we're one of the two right Right. And I right. got another one for you today. So I was all fired up. I was listening to WIP. I'm, sure, sure, sure. I'm looking at, like, I'm thinking about the sacks and the field. Yeah. I'm just so rattled. So I'm like, I want to see what the, what sacks are normally in a Super Bowl. Uh-huh. Like, when was the last time there were two sacks? And literally, it wasn't a sack. Hurts ran out of bounds, like, a, line, uh-huh. a yard right. short of the line of scrimmage. And I couldn't find it, but I found, like, most sacks in a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And it's seven by a couple of teams, including last year, the Rams and – uh-huh. And, you know, four, five, six. Right. I couldn't find, like, year-by-year year total sacks. Right. Uh, but then I stumbled across results. There's no team that's ever scored 35 points and lost the Super Bowl, John Mita. I went I, all the way back through. I, I heard I, I heard that. Today. Yeah, I heard that. But, yeah. like, before. Brian Bollinger just said that. Yeah. Like, that's I, crazy. I scrolled through all the results. Yeah. I mean, that, again, only in Philly. You know when they say it's a Philly thing? 
How we oh. all embrace that. Oh, yeah. God. Unfortunately, it's a Philly thing. All right. I want your biggest culprit. I don't care if you go to a singular, singular official, a single player, a single coach. The biggest culprit, the biggest uh-huh. reason the Eagles did not seal the deal. Super Bowl 57, what is it? Jonathan Gannon. 100%. Jonathan Gannon. I said this all year on this podcast. I gave him some some praise. I gave him some praise when praise was due. But, I mean, listen, the fact of the matter is the reason why he didn't get exposed early is because we, we, we possessed the ball for such a long period of time. Such a long period of time. And, and, and his defense wasn't out in the field that long. If they were out on the field that long in the same amount of time possession, God knows what the score would have been. But the fact that he makes zero adjustments and Patrick Mahomes has a huge – has a completion percentage. The only time he incompleted a pass, I think, in the second half, Joe, was when he just had to get rid of a ball and just threw it out of bounds. It's not like it was he threw it in the dirt. He was just trying to get away from a sack and just yeah. launch it. And Other you know what? That, I, think, I think that was the first play after the punt return. Yeah. Right, and then they scored the next play. It well, was a throwaway out of the end zone or like to the sideline. I'm right. with you. He had and ninety. Then, he had ninety percent completion uh, percentage it, in the second half. And that's absurd. And we've seen that with above average quarterbacks with Jonathan Gannon. It's like, can he stop the good ones? You know, the schedule gods have been great to us for like the last two years. Yep. We just really haven't faced a lot of good quarterbacks. Yeah, that and the changes ones next we... year, by the way. I don't know if oh, you looked at oh, the schedule. Oh, yeah. our schedule's going to be hell next year. But and we're going to play better quarterbacks. The good thing is we have white, maybe we're a top five quarterback, which is amazing, okay? But it, it's just it, the thing that pisses me off with Jonathan Gannon is he didn't make any adjustments. He just stuck to his game plan the entire game. And that is just a recipe for dis- for for disaster. Case in point, right? Tampa Bay, they played Tampa Bay regular season last year, right? Tampa Bay kind of makes a mockery of us, beats us pretty handily, okay? Then they got to face him in the playoffs. He runs the same exact game plan that he did in the game where they got their asses kicked. I'm like, at some point, you got to make an adjustment. It's like he gives up 37 points a game against the Cowboys. What, whatever you're doing when you're playing the Cowboys in those four games, giving up 34 to 37 points a game, try something different. The thing that pissed me off more than anything else, it's like, oh, I know Patrick Mahomes. He's great against a blitz. I get it. I understand it. Try, try to disguise your coverage. Try man-to-man. Do, do a little press coverage. If he beats you, if they're wide receivers, uh, Tony and, and, and shit, shit, Schuster, I mean, if they, get, if they beat you, they beat you. And you say, you know what? We did everything we could. We tried something different. See, a good defensive coordinator to me goes, okay, this is the game plan we're going to come in with. And then he's got to be able to prepare for, okay, if they counter punches like they were doing in the second half, it was like the Kansas City Chiefs were like Floyd Mayweather on a speed bag against our defense. And, and, and we just didn't come with anything different. Then they run the same exact same play and go in for walk-in touchdowns. Like, you got these tablets on the sideline. Like, what the frig are you doing? Yeah. You know, like, it just... It Dude, just we talked it, about a lot, too. And I know you wanted to blitz more. But everything, we've heard, everything right. we heard is that they... This, 
They blitzed the second most. They blitzed any quarterback all year in the Super Bowl. Clearly, it didn't work. So, to your point, like, where's the adjustment? All right? They've had two drives for touchdowns, right, to start the second half. Let's just take it at that, right? At some point on the sideline, you just had a 30-minute halftime to try and anticipate what's coming. They go right – Eagles open a drive – open the game with seven points. Chiefs come back and get seven. That's a killer. Yep. The Eagles go in at halftime up 10. Chiefs lead, kick off second half. They go right to – so their scripted plays were 14 points for them. Yeah. Like they had no answer. No, no. answer. And, and you know, like oh, – like, so they've got two touchdown drives, right? And now they're up eight, I guess, or one. They're up mm-hmm. one at that point, right? Because they, sure. they were down. We get the field goal. Um, right. So they'd be up one. The right. Eagles go three and out. Okay. I know three and out's not a lot of time, but those commercial breaks in the Super Bowl are longer. So you've had at least three or four minutes of real time, five minutes of real time. They've gotten two drives, two touchdowns. In that five minutes, you got to do something else. I don't care what it is. And and to your point, it never happened. Yeah, it's a I, like blitz a safety, blitz a cornerback. Do something that you've here, – here's what I love. Put right? Reddick inside. I was thinking yeah. about it today. Yeah. Put him inside. Put him over the nose tackle. Clearly the speed rush with the footing out there, he's slipping on everything. Let Turn. him run straight ahead. That's it. Do something. Blitz up the A-gap knowing – send people up the A-gap knowing that you're slipping. And he – and yeah, and, and Mahomes isn't as mobile, right? Well, and you would think. I heard an interesting phone call, literally like how the 37-minute halftime was perfect for them to get him back to ready to play, which was Oh, for sure. They shot him up 100%. Yeah, I yeah. said the carrot halftime, okay, because Mahomes is right. wincing in pain. Eagles are up 10. I said to her, I go, hey, the Chiefs come back and win this game, which I wasn't thinking they were going to do. I'm right. like, the, the Chiefs trainer is the MVP. Yeah. Because he looked fine in the second half. So either he's faking it. The end of the first half. Yeah. Or they shot him up with whatever. With the good stuff. Yeah. And got him going. But you know they had to shoot him up before the game too. Yeah. Because you know he was hobbled yeah. two weeks ago. So. Yeah. In uh, your opinion, why do why do you think is the main reason why they lost? Yeah. So I mean, I, I think I think this this was tough for me as yeah. I was thinking about it, and I it pains me to say this, but to me it's the Jalen Hurts fumble. Oh. Okay. I don't like pegging it on him. He played great. Mm-hmm. I don't hold him in any lesser of a regard after this game. I feel for him. I think we'll be back. I believe in him. But you also have to remember, you know, we won the Super Bowl five years ago. Like you said, it took this long to get back. We, you know, we thought we had a franchise quarterback. It didn't work out. I think it's different this time around. I, yeah. I believe it'll be different. But I think the biggest reason ultimately that game was lost was, you know, when you look at the numbers, they're almost dead even. The Eagles played the Eagles played a great game offensively, dude. You yeah. know, if I told you, you don't know the final score, but here are the numbers, you'd be like, yeah. the Eagles won by 10 points. Well, yeah, and I'm, I'm with you. The only and, thing and, I that, say- and that touchdown, you know, obviously it, it tied the game at 14. You know, they had just missed a field goal. Right. The Birds had gotten a touchdown. Then I think it was the only Chiefs punt of the game. Right. So you're up three or – no, you're up seven. Seven, right. And you and got you the get ball. The three. And you're almost at now I know Sam Allo's penalty. Look, that was a tough one. I yeah, well really that, think he but moved. then you had the Devontae Smith catch, right? Wasn't that right before? 
the one they called a no catch, right? Because that would have set them up inside the twenty, right? Or no? Do I have I that thought, wrong? I thought that was prior was that to halftime. No, I thought the Smith catch was prior to halftime, where AJ Brown eventually got him down like the fifteen, but then they just kicked it. Okay. Okay. But I could be wrong on that. Yeah. yeah Either I'm way, to me, yeah. I, again, it pains me. But the bigger, biggest reason they, they lost that game is a fumble to the house, you know. And yeah. there's a bunch of factors that go into it. It was a where, huge. It was a huge. I mean, you could look at it as a 14. And look, I know they came right back switch, down the yeah. field. Right. And I know they got it back. I know they led by right 10. The 10 point right. But at yeah. the end of the day, you gave them seven points. Well, that's true. And, you know, and obviously, um, you know, and obviously uh, you gave them 10 points. And listen, when the team that wins the turnover battle, you know, we have one, they had zero. Yep. And that was, uh, you know, that was pretty huge. One of the other things I wanted to ask you is, you know, what – and I don't mean necessarily a conspiracy, but I do kind of mean a conspiracy. Yeah, sure. let's what get are to you, it. What are, you, what are you pissed about? What are you unsure of from a shady standpoint? Like, yeah. we didn't talk about last podcast, but I called you, like, the next day. And I was like, right. hey, we didn't get into this, and I forgot. Mm-hmm. But I go, I wanted to make it known out there. I was pretty convinced going into this game, the Eagles are going to have to overcome the stripes. The officials, right. Right, because yeah. they're not Patrick Mahomes. Right. They're not, they're not the Chiefs. The bigger storyline for the NFL is to have the better quarterback win. That's how this league works, man. It's true. You know? He's now the face of the now he's the face of the league. A thousand percent. Tom, Tom Brady. If he is can try, if he can get close to seven Super Bowls, and that's all people talk about, the league will help any way they can. I firmly believe that. Yeah. Just little things. They can't do anything too obvious, too crazy. Not, right. But yeah. little things. And listen, all you have to do is. You know, if anybody's ever seen this documentary, all you got to do is look at, you know, there was a referee that got caught in a gambling scandal. His name's Tim Donahue. He's from the Delaware County area. You know, you could just see how, how they could just change a game. He could tell you how they fix it with certain little tendencies yeah. that the naked eye that we would never even notice, you know? Yeah. Is, it so, a spot, is it a spot of the football? Is it this? Is it... Right. So you when know? I when I called you, my my point was ah, Jefferson knows. Yeah, Jefferson's in. He's in. My he hates point. the referees as much as his father does. Adam boy Jeff. <laughs> my point was to you on that call. Like, hey, I forgot to mention this podcast, but I, I just knew that the Eagles were going to be the more penalized team in the game. Of like course. I just knew it, and they were. It was like six to three. Of course. And, Oh, and you looked at the, the performance. You know, Cincinnati had some great. Yes, know, and, they and he, did. And the AFC Championship. Yep. And they and, actually, Matthew Berry posted something on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Last year, the Rams were down three and driving with a minute something left. Right. And there was a holding call at like the two-yard line on a third and goal that gave the Rams new life. They punched it in. They eventually sack Burrow. They win the game. Well, I don't, now, know. I don't know why they would have chosen the Rams last year to make that ticky-tack call. But right. there have been now twice – Late right. in the fourth quarter, in a one-score game, or in our case, a tie game, a mm-hmm. ticky-tack holding call near the goal line right. that essentially changes the game. Well, I mean, you know, some of the big news has come out the last two weeks. You had a former running back. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's crazy. Arian Foster. Arian Foster came out. And said he's insane, get, dude. He's I, hate, I, yeah, hey, he's clearly – hold on. He's clearly insane. I'll give you that, right? <laughs> Yeah. But then somebody said they hacked in the NFL computer, and then they got the script for the Eagles game, right? 
Yeah, Here's yeah, the funny yeah. part, right? Yeah. It was supposed to be the Eagles 37 34. Yeah. However, it turned out to be the Chiefs 38 35, which is kind of crazy that the score of the game was really in the realm of. Yeah, stop it. All right. It's I'm not WWE. Saying. All right. I hope. But not. I'm just, yeah, well, God. But nothing, all I can say is this, and I know people call me conspiracy girl. Yeah. It's fine. But nothing, <laughs> would anything surprise you? I, I don't know. I mean, I've seen some weird stuff lately. I'm just saying, but. Yeah, I, I, I just. Now, I know the game played out the way it is. But, listen, the officials didn't help the Eagles. No. I can tell you that. No. I mean, Devontae Smith takes a crack helmet to helmet. Yes. Couldn't early have been in the more game. early Could in the not game. have been more obvious. And thank God he popped up. And, again, there's another thing. Like, yeah. the, where's the independent neuro person? And be like, yeah. oh, we got to hold him out of the game. And even Jalen Hurts took a bad fall and. Smashed his head on the turf. I guess I don't know. Chris Jones hit him out of. I can't remember, but yeah. But I don't know. But it's just shady. The, the, I mean, some of the calls were terrible. So what? So give me one. Yeah, all right. So it, what stands out I the mean, most? What's the one thing that you're either my, all right, the, the, the thing skeptical that, on or, or just well, my whole thing is this, right? I think like good officiating crews, right? What you and and I've talked to like former like NCAA basketball officials, right? What their job is to call an evenly fair game, but their job is also not to be the story of the game, yes. if that makes sense, right? A hundred percent. Right. So like you want to call it both ways and you will get penalties kind of even out, even out the gameplay, let this person get away with it. Then you do a makeup call, like kind of go back and forth. But the fact that see the play on Bradbury, According to the letter of the law, was it a holding call? 100%. Absolutely yeah. correct. However, that spot of the game, okay, the call came in late, right? The ball bounces three times in the end zone, and then the flag came up. Yeah. Well, how come the side judge didn't call it? Because it was right dead in front of his eyes. I mean, and then, and then this is a perfect time for the officials to have a discussion, yep. talk it over, and say, listen – you know, was it holding sure? Was it egregious? Did was the receiver unable to like run? Like it's not like he got tackled to the ground. Was he even gonna have the ability to catch the football? No, nope, he's not catching that ball. Probably not, right? It was yep. and then this way, okay, Kansas City can kick a field goal. We'll give Philadelphia possession, you know, and we'll see what they do. And then, then it's out of our hands, you yep. know? That was a Mahomes and, call. Right. That was Right. Yeah, it was you a know? Michael Jordan and, call. Yeah, and sure. you hope next year that Jalen Hurts is getting that call against Josh Allen. Right. Or exactly. whoever they're playing. Right. right. But yeah. it just sucks. I'm with you. The thing that bothered me the most, well, the, the officials are up there. You know, the Devontae Smith catch, no catch. Sure. The fact that I didn't even know that was a thing where because the play went into the sideline, the Eagles have to give the Chiefs more time to get set on defense before they snap the ball. Did yeah. you know that was a thing? Didn't even I've know. never heard Til, that call before. Until you brought it to my attention the other day. I I'm no pretty idea. sure that that's what Kevin Burkhart said or Greg Olson yeah. or Mike Pereira, whoever was on the broadcast, said because yeah. the play went into the sideline right. and the Eagles hurried to the ball to snap it, they have to give the Chiefs extra time. It's like it's like the substitution rule. Well, sure. The offense changed. You have to give the defense time to change. I sure. had never heard that before in my life if I understood them correctly. So then basically that play was blown dead. Now mm-hmm. the Chiefs had like two minutes to look at the darn thing. Right. And they challenge it, and it still looked like a bad challenge, by the way. Yeah, yeah. That ball was caught 
and was he landed out down. of bounds. Right. He pinned to it me, to his the, helmet to me, and took the, two steps. To I me, know. it's the earth. Well, the helmet was Goddard. Yeah. He pinned it to his helmet. That was the Goddard catch that they actually got yeah, well, in didn't, Eagles' favor. The no, Devontae didn't they overturn that play, one though, too? Or no, no, they kept the Goddard one. That okay. was a third and 14. Okay. But the Devontae Smith play, that reminded me of Ertz in the Super Bowl when yeah. he crossed the plane. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Remember, he didn't really complete the catch, but he crossed the plane. And to me, the well, he took he two made... steps. Well, yeah. he takes two steps. He right. catches but it, makes me, a football the move. The second right. Devontae Smith is out of bounds and hits the ground, how is that not a catch now? Right. right? Because he had like, possession of it inbounds. Yes. Like, I understand no if bobble. you go down right. in right. inbounds and the ball moves, like, it's a I little know. different. It, it, it's, that, it's that Calvin Johnson bullshit. Yeah. They got to complete the catch all the way yeah. through the ground. Okay, that's fine if you're, like, tiptoeing on the sideline. But if you're taking two steps inbound and then catch it, yeah. it makes no difference if he fumbles the ball out of bounds. Yeah. Because he's already exactly. inbound. He's down, and he's with down. possession, correct. Yes. Dude, and, and the other thing, and I could be mistaken here because they didn't show this so much, nice. but at some point before the announcement, the Eagles' offense was moving up the field. Right. Oh, and yeah. normally you can tell in the stadium, right? Oh, defense is coming on the field. They must know it's incomplete. They're going to have to punt or whatever the right. situation yeah, yeah. is, right? And or no, they they're can't... back. They're backing them up, so it must not count. They oh. were moving up on the field, right? Which means somebody got word that it was going to stand, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it was ruled incomplete. Well, then what wasn't it? I forget. But didn't Kansas City start walking back right away before they even looked at it? I don't know. The like, whole thing. That was Yeah, I know. That, that was, was shady as hell. And I'm then the other right. uh, one the one the most to me though is the field. No, I the don't field know. It's atrocious. Atrocious. I don't know. How is that possible? How is it possible? It's an absolute disgrace. It's a I disgrace. Don't why did it they, is a disgrace? Why, why did they try to like, you know put in a new field? Like we're not horticulture experts here. Maybe you are, I'm not. But like they tried like to to try this hybrid grass. You know, most of the surface they play on is stone. I don't even know what these grass strains are. To be I honest. thought, if anything, the Eagles have a little advantage having played in Arizona this year. Not so much for the field, but I was thinking, like, at least they know the stadium, yeah, the locker room. Like, right. they've been there before, the area, the time, the time change. Like, they at least have played in that building and won a game. Dude, right. It looked like they were playing, like, what did Jordan Mailata say? It was a water park. Yeah. yeah I mean, every time I saw it early in the game, the first. Big snap for the Chiefs, like a third conver- third down conversion or a big pass to Kelsey. Watching the replay, I saw Reddick fall off the edge. I'm like, oh, yeah. he slipped. Yeah. And then, like, ten minutes later, the announcers are showing cleats. And, dude, yeah. there was a snap where Javon Hargrave, just trying to go straight forward, just fell. Yeah. Yeah. Like well, they're, they're, they also said on the logo. It yeah, was the a- paint. A- yeah, the paint. It was extra slick. And, and I get it. Both teams played on the field. All right. But the Eagles' edge rushers. Make no, but, that team go. No, but you know, my good friends, the conspiracy nerds, you know, somebody broke down like the Eagles slipped on 38% of the plays and Kansas City was only 14. Like some guy broke it down yeah. like masterfully. Yeah. Like, well, dude, did, the Chiefs, get win? The, did the Chiefs get win that the turf was a certain way? So their cleats were different? Well, then there was, or how did about, they change? They first? knew the grass keeper or something? Goddard, Goddard apparently didn't change till halftime. Yeah. which seemed really late. Now, it didn't look like it was affecting him. But no. the field conditions were atrocious. You'll never tell yeah. me otherwise it didn't affect our pass rush. There's no way in hell that team doesn't get – the Bengals I, – I went and looked before the game. 
Okay, because right. I was trying to think, right. what can the Eagles do here? The Bengals have three sacks yeah. on Mahomes in Kansas City. Yeah. Okay, where the Chiefs should have an advantage. This was a neutral site game with all that time to rest and prepare, and the defense was barely on the field in the first half. So they weren't winded, and they never yeah. even sniffed him. Yeah, I know. Never sniffed him, and just we just never made a play, man. Just it, that's my that's the mind blowing thing to me is like. Cincinnati played in Kansas City, and they held Kansas City to 23 points. Like, yeah. it was 23-20 on a last-second field goal that was that caused was by, yes. by the penalty, right? Yes, it was gifted. And now we throw a 35. We can't hold them to 27-28. We held them to freaking 14 points in the first half. Yeah. and then well, Even just... if you take out the defensive touchdown. That's it. You know? Yeah. You still didn't. Oh, and then you know you teams. still held a thirty-one, but still, like yeah. the defense at some point had to make a play. I said to you the other day, and you didn't yeah. have an answer, and I didn't expect yeah. you to. Yeah. I said, "You give me one player on defense that had a good game. Name one. Yeah. Name one guy that flashed. Name one guy that had a pass breakup." Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know. In, a pass breakup. Well, and that's the thing, right? I didn't hear Kaiser White's name. Right, I didn't right. hear Brandon Graham's no. name. Right. I didn't hear Fletcher Cox's name. Right. Literally, didn't hear their name. Yeah. Well, and to Darius Slate was Darius yeah. Slate mentioned on the broadcast at no. all? Well, he messed up in coverage on the first Kelsey touchdown because they were in a man concept, right. and then you know he trails and they double team Scantling, and then you know Epps is on an island by himself to try to get over and make a play. But she was dead to rights. He actually another guy that slipped on the play. I don't know if he could have made the play. Shit, you know. So I don't know. Brutal, brutal. Absolutely. All right, what do we have next here, my friend? What do we have next? We got. Uh, oh, I did want to say, as the week went on, the weeks went on. The 49ers just kept whining and whining and more. Oh whining. my god! Oh god! Jesus. Uncle, embarrassing. Um, I am glad at least the Eagles players owned it. I haven't heard one excuse from an Eagles player. Nope. Meanwhile, Love it. Juju, Schuster, Smith, Smith, Schuster, Poopy, uh, who, Shit Schuster, whatever you, you see, just called him. Yeah. Did, you, did you see the outfit? He, I mean, he looked like, you know. Oh, forget a, the outfit. Scott, the shot he took at Bradbury yesterday on Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah. Embarrassing. Classless. Yeah, it was classless. Like, you won, you know, you right. had a decent game. Okay, yeah. great. And Bradbury yeah. said after the game he tugged your jersey. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But I love that. Although AJ Brown, the respond, call him TikTok boy. That and, was uh, great. And Legarrette Blunt sent another shot over the bow, which was- yeah, a bunch of players came to the Eagles' defense. I will say this: it's shocking, but the Eagles are not getting any flack nationally for for how this game turned out. It's like people yeah. were like respect, you know? They, media, they, yeah. Oh yeah. Mahomes. Well, Mahomes telling- even said Hurts played unreal. Like people understood that. Unfortunately, and I'm starting to come to this reality a little bit here. Unfortunately, you lost a Hall of Fame coach and a Hall of Fame quarterback, maybe one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. And, and could, that's going to happen. You know, yeah, and could be up to debate. Maybe yeah. he takes out, you know, TB12. Who knows? Yeah. Um, real quick, though, on A.J. Brown's comments. Sure. After the game. No, locker room clean-out day. Sure. He was as sad as you can get, man. I love this guy. I, I yeah. freaking love A.J. Brown. He could play for my team forever. Me too. And he balled out. You like that adjustment, tracking that deep ball? Oh, that, was, like that was incredible. Play, dude. Incredible. incredible. <laughs> I was going bananas. Um, you know, the fact he said when the Eagles kicked the field goal up 27-21 late third, mm-hmm. he felt deep down 
like basically it was slipping away. I'm paraphrasing. Sure. My first reaction to that is like, why? Not why did he say it, but why did he feel that way? What do you think? Well, because that was a 17 play drive, longest Super Bowl history. Sure. They came up three points, and sure. basically they're going into the fourth quarter up six. Right. Um, you know, I think he just he just knew that. You know, he knew the. I think I think a couple things. I think number one, he felt like his defense just nobody was making a play and they couldn't get stops. So it was the offense's job to put up the most points possible to give them the opportunity to seal the deal and win the football game. The other thing is, he knows that Super Bowl the stakes are so high you got to leave it all out there. So not to go for it. You know, three points. Listen, when you play a team like the Kansas City Chiefs that are just an offensive juggernaut and they scored as many points, you know, field goals aren't going to get it done. You know, you're going to need to put touchdowns up on the board. And he just knew. And he just, they felt it. Maybe he felt some of his teammates, some of the younger guys, kind of tensing up a little bit. Yeah. You know, maybe it was guys on defense that he just, I think the defense, I think maybe he, look, maybe he looked over at the defense and saw the players, and they just looked shell-shocked like, shit, we don't have an answer for this team coming out. They've made the adjustments. We have not, and I don't know if we got a backup plan. Yeah. And I kind of think maybe that kind of played into the role of what he was thinking at that moment well, in time. Well, there's been a lot. I'm going to jump off this for just a quick second. There's been a lot of talk lately, especially, again, WIP, but Ike Reese has brought it up. <laughs> Jefferson knows like yeah. the difference, the difference Drake. in 2018 was that Brandon Graham got the strip sack of Brady. And that's all we kept saying. That's all I kept saying. The second half of that game is somebody's make a play. Somebody come up with a sack. Somebody come up with a pass breakup. Somebody come up with an INT, like something, right? A tackle for a loss. Any, yeah. anything. anything to put them in second and long third and long. Where maybe they have to punt or try a long field goal. And nobody may. It's the most disappointing thing is that nobody can make a play. Nobody made – yeah. You so just it, thought – you know, this was a defense full of playmakers. You felt like somebody was – the fact that they didn't get one sack. Listen, I got to give Kansas City Kansas City Chiefs offensive line a crap ton of credit because, yep. you know, they, they shut us down. And I literally thought we'd have the advantage, at least at the tackles. But the fact that we couldn't keep our footing on the edges, you know. Yeah. And again, but again, you got to make the adjustment. Do yeah. something different. Yeah. Send the pressure up the middle. Yep. Like Mahomes is like Brady, right? Tom Brady hates when the pressure comes directly from the middle 100%. of the football team. Yep. Can't stand it. You know, when people come at him on the edges, he, he's got good feet where he just, yep. right. He's got that QB presence where he can just slide his feet. Couple steps here, couple steps there. Avoid the pressure, you know? And we just, it, it just sucks because, like, honestly, Joe, it was my biggest fear going in. You know, you, your know. biggest fear going in the game was, you know, the referees. Are they going to give them enough penalties or make a play? Or is it going to be that one defining moment where we get screwed? Because in Philadelphia, like you said before, we can't have nice things. And for me, it was all year. It was Jonathan Gannon. I know I killed this guy, but I was like, this You thing- said it, man. You said it on a previous podcast. I asked yeah. you what your one worry was, and you said yeah. Jonathan Gannon. And ultimately, I I think the bigger picture is the whole coaching staff. You know, they're younger. Right, right. And 
Was right, Sirianni, and Andy oh, and Andy Sirianni too emotional to see around what was going on? Right. Like, exactly. Was he too wrapped up in it? Was Gannon right. too much stuck in his ways? Like Andy Reid, it right. was almost like the Chiefs took our best punch. Right. And they went in and they regrouped and said, okay, here's what we need to do differently. That's and if it. we can get one or two stops, we're going to win this game. Right. And that's all they got. That's and it was kind got. of like an ongoing theme for our football team. You know, first and second quarters, a lot of times, we started out house of fire. Yep. And then it sounds yep. – and, and that's a growing experience for our coaching staff moving forward. Okay, it's going to be the adjustments in the second half of these football games when we don't have a 10 to 15 or 20-point lead. You know, when it's like, all right, they adjusted to us. How are we going to react to this now? Yep. And I just think with Jonathan Ginnett, I just think that – like. All year, the one thing I knew was like, okay, yeah, everyone kept saying, well, John, they got to be dialing up some pressure because, you know, they got the most sacks in single season history. And I'm like, I get all that. But what I didn't see, when I did see games where our front four wasn't getting home, we still never brought pressure to basically counterpunch them, basically you know, neutralizing our, our defensive, our, our strength, our defensive line. And we just never did that. And I knew, you know, is that going to come up and bite us in the end? And sure enough, look where we are. Yep. Yeah. I think the coach staff Sucks. as a whole, they got outclassed in the second half. And they did. They. Did. I hope and they listen, can learn from it. That's all you can hope for. And they're going to be two new coordinators, which I want to get to in a second. Sure. Uh, we're kind of running out of time here. I have one yep. more thing on the AJ Brown comments. I, sure. I had to go today and, like, kind of pieced together when that field goal came in. Uh-huh. And I don't know if you remember this. Again, the, the game kind of got to be a bit got of a blur. blur. Yeah. Sure. For multiple reasons. Multiple. But uh, it was second and nine when Quez Watkins dropped that pass. That was mm. at the end. It was the end of that 17-play drive. Yeah. They Six and a half minutes to go in the third quarter or whatever, or later than that maybe, mm-hmm. and Hurts hits him right in the hands. Yeah. And honestly, if it's a better wide receiver, yeah, he's probably just running into the end zone. Like, I don't know if he had a jump or dive or whatever he right. tried to do. No, it was a brilliantly thrown ball. Right past the defender, right through his hands. Yeah, And he catches that in stride, and he's to the house, man. And that no. game might be over. <clears throat> I don't he know did. what they did on third down. Well, so I he, didn't check. Right, right. He did, he did give an explanation. He says that he threw up his hands too early. So that. You know, I don't. John I, Mita, I don't mean, give, I don't care. No, he stinks. Listen to me. Listen to me. Upgrade. Listen to me. <laughs> Please retract that from the record. I don't right. even care what he had to right. say. Right, right. I'm, I'm surprised anybody even asked him. They should have thrown his shit in a trash bag in Arizona <laughs> and said, we'll mail you the rest of your stuff. Uh, yeah, that's true. Fair. So all right. I, I hated that record. guy all year. Remember, I, I told you what a couple podcasts back. He was getting on my nerves. You did. He you does did. a lot of talking, and he rode the coattails of a really good football team all year, and literally, right. literally never contributed. Right, and he should have had a fantastic season, considering fantastic he's the fourth season. option, and he would get plenty of opportunities at single coverage yes. and to make big plays. Yes. And he came up small, and he essentially and he's the fastest guy on the team. Best guy on the team, and he regressed like hell. So was he was sec- the only player was, on offense to regress this year. That was so second yes. and nine. Yep. That drop. I don't know what they did on third down. Fourth down, they kicked that field goal to go up six. Right. That's when A.J. Brown said the game was slipping away. I wonder if that was a veiled shot at Quez Watkins. Hmm. Maybe. Could be. 
because he was so disappointed in the fact that his boy Hurts put that right on his hands. Yeah. And every other receiver on the team makes that play. And that was a missed opportunity to put a nail in the Chiefs' coffin. True. I like where your head's at. You're probably 100% correct on that. That's a great read on your opinion. They're up three. They go back up ten. Now the Chiefs are basically going into the fourth quarter down ten. Right. You get even a couple of first downs and one stop, and you're going to win that goddamn Super Bowl. That's it. And I'm wondering if the – like, he knew that they just didn't have it. It was slipping away because that was an opportunity. Yeah, right. He he said it was the field goal. You know, when we settled right. for three, that right. came two plays settling for three after sure. that ass clown, Quez Watkins, couldn't do his job. You're right. You're right. Both coordinators are gone. Uh-huh. I know you don't care that the defensive coordinator is gone. No. Nope. I, I mean, I, I'm going to send him a, um, you know, safe travel card to Arizona. <laughs> he lives right down the street from, from my good friend, Christine, and – just like the UPS man said at the beginning of the year, I said, how do you think the birds are going to be? He goes, it depends on the neighbor down the street. And he wasn't talking about Brandon Graham, my friend. No, he yeah. wasn't. Ugh. Let me so ask not. you uh, in, in, no, the, the in 90 Sean, seconds or less, sure. just Shane Steichen moving on, what it means. You know, listen, he, he, he did well this year. I, I think Brian Johnson can seamlessly move into that position. I, I, the big thing is Nick gave up the play calling duties to Steichen and, and that started to, so hopefully Nick doesn't revert back to, cause I think they had a nice system in place. You know, your fear. Yeah, is, I don't want him. Call, I don't want him calling plays. No, no, me neither. Me neither. And I feel like you, you've, you've got, listen, I mean, he, he did, a, he did a nice job this year. I mean, he, he did a good job, but let's give somebody else a shot. We're going to stay with the same system. Essentially it's still going to be Nick's offense. You just worry because, like, once Frank Reich took the job at the Indianapolis Colts, that's kind of when the wheels fell off the bus for this franchise. So, I, we don't know what a big part that was, but I think Brian just such a close relationship with Jalen Hurts, being the quarterback coach. You know, his, he played for Jalen Hurts' father. I mean, the connection's supreme there. So, we'll see. And he gets a shot to prove, you know, apparently he was a hot commodity, but they thought Steichen might move on. So, Next man up. As far as defensive coordinators go, I don't know if they're going to try to keep it in-house. Oh, Gus Bradley looks like he's getting let free from uh, Indianapolis. He's always been a name of a guy that I, I kind of like his style. I don't know if they go Denard Wilson, the defensive back coach, who I like the way he coaches D-backs. My whole thing is this. Are they going to take on the identity like, like a Jonathan Gannon's defense? Like when I'm man-to-man corners, I don't need to be playing zone defense 60% of the time, you know? So we'll see. Honestly, you know what I would do. I, I'd make a call to the University of Georgia and go pluck their defensive coordinator. That's what I would do because he's the guy that had Jordan Davis and N'Kobe Dean, and maybe we draft a couple other bulldogs from that defense, and maybe we can hire somebody like that. Because before Kirby Smart, I don't know if you remember this from years ago on our podcast. Before Kirby Smart became the head coach at University of Georgia, he was Alabama's defensive coordinator. And I don't know if that was like right when Chip got hired or whatever, they were in transition. Or no, no, it was basically when Doug got hired. That was it. It was like when Doug got hired, I was like, oh, they were throwing around names. You know, they ended up settling for the great Jim Schwartz, who, you know, I'm just such a big fan of. But I wouldn't go out and get Kirby Smart. So 
I don't know who they're going to take, but my whole thing is I, I don't need a defensive coordinator to be blitz happy. I, I, you know, everyone's like, oh, you know, you're, you're critical and you're I'm like, no, I just want to see a little more aggressiveness. Like, and I want to see adjustments. And, and I didn't see that. And I didn't see that in the last two years. You know, good luck to John again and his family out in Arizona. Enjoy that turf out there, but see you later. Well so said, that's my man. thoughts. Well that's said. my thoughts. I mean. Well, you know. listen, um, we have, unfortunately, a lot of time to continue this the next few weeks, yeah. months. We'll probably yeah, it's take gonna be a- It's going to be a huge offseason. I mean, Howie's going to have to pull his match again. This was yep. one of the – the one T-shirt I bought for this run was literally – it's got, you know, the Super Bowl logo and everything else. And it literally has a roster and the number of every person on this football team. Because I thought this roster was one of the most special ever created. And if they would have stamped the deal, it would have been glorious. Yep. And 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 Howie Rosen, you know, you could have said that might have punched his ticket to being like a Hall of Fame general manager. But there's going to be like 17 free agents. Offensively, I feel good about, you know, pretty much everyone signed. We, we're going to fill in a couple positions, probably third receiver, another running back. But defensively is where we're really going to have to make some moves, who stays, who goes. And then, again, it comes down to the draft. You've got to have good drafts to sustain, you know, your the success of your football team. So, yep. But we'll have tons of time to get into that. Yep. And one guy we never mentioned in 53 minutes now is Miles Sanders and just how miserable he was. But we'll have to package that up and save it for another time, my friend. Um, yeah, we might take a week or so or whatever off. we got lots of time to uh, lament this. Johnny Mita, um, hopefully the healing process begins for all of us here soon. Thanks for doing this, brother. Oh, I appreciate it. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We're going to still – we're going to prime it up again. And uh, we really appreciate all the support. It's been so much fun. You know, a terrible ending. But, you know, the, the ship goes on, and uh, we just want to say we love you. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Really appreciate it. Yeah, well said again. It's a Philly thing, so we'll keep it rolling. The passion will always be there. Yeah, that's another thing. Despite as disappointing as this was. It's a Philly thing. You wouldn't understand, right? We can tell everybody that in America. You wouldn't understand, right? Yep. All right. Uh, Sign off one final time this season. For John Mita, Joe O'Donnell, Brother of Love Podcast. It was a bummer. Should have sealed the deal. They blew it. No other way to put it. But But if, if, if we're looking at one silver line, I believe we found our franchise quarterback for the next 10 years. Amen, brother. You know the deal. Till next time, we'll see you. Go Birds.